to Nerd vs. World episode 28, Weekend at Nerdies 2. Mm-hmm. And yes, they made a sequel to Weekend at Bernie's, so it's a full legit name. Mm-hmm. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Amy. And I'm Emma. Okay, on this week's show, we have our Sci-Fi Weekender Roundup. We have a slight bit of Rage at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> there is Game of Thrones news, Winter Soldier, and Walking Dead finale recap. As well as a host of events we've got to plug for you guys as well. Yeah, there's a ton going on, but we'll get to that a bit later on. So straight in with it then, chaps. Straight in. Sci-Fi Weekend of Five. How did we all find it this year? I thought it was brilliant. I thought, and I tweeted uh, as such, I thought it was a much friendlier vibe than it was last year. Um, it was easier to get around, even in, even in the trade area. It's easier just to go and see what you wanted to buy. And yeah, I think uh, for, for me it certainly in. felt a lot more chilled this yeah. well apart from the fact that I was suffering from blind panic from the moment I arrived <laughs> until some point yeah. mid Saturday afternoon but it felt a bit more chilled <laughs> it was definitely a lot more relaxed um, yeah. there was a lot of people smiling being happy um, there seemed to be a lot less antagonism at night sort of like I, I noticed last year that you slightly knocked into somebody you get like a bit of aggression in the evenings and none of that happened this time and everyone was really cooperative and lovely yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, from from Thursday night onwards, um, where did we get up to when we got there? Alcohol. There was no, a lot of beer. Uh, no, I text Swindles uh, at, yeah. seven, at seven o'clock. I went, dude, it's seven, and I'm, I'm sober. Still, he, was, <laughs> he was still sober. It was rather impressive, yeah, and not getting his ass handed to him by my daughter at Knots and Crosses this yeah, year. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was a lightsaber fight on the Sunday when we were packing up, which she won. But only, only because uh, one of the guys I was sharing a chalet with opened the window and grabbed my hoodie and pulled me back <laughs> into the window so I couldn't move. External but, interference. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm going to blame that. <laughs> yeah, so there was the Thursday night quiz. I think what what we there was Mash and Barrel, there was the shorts programme in the screening room, and the then. The crap film amnesty. The crap film amnesty, and the quiz was on in the spaceport yeah. with a DJ set afterwards. Uh, I think we all opted for quiz and. DJ set, didn't we? I went to Mash and Barrel. Yeah, how was that though on the Thursday? Because we didn't go down there. It was empty. Really? Okay. Yeah. It was. It was pretty empty. No, I walked past it on the way through and just went. No, I'll just go up to the main drag and see what's happening. Really. Well, we found table forty-two that was empty, so we just sat there. <laughs> like, I Instagrammed it. I was just like, "What other table number could there be for a geeky drink?" Yeah. Look, and we, also, we all sat down. It fit. It fit everybody in the group perfectly. It was an eight-seat table. We all sat down and they came across and said, oh, sorry guys, this, this area's closed, you're going to have to move. I was like, no. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you need your somebody else's problem field, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. This is like the best number Can we ever. not take the table with us? <laughs> so yeah, we, we left, got a few drinks in, and then just kind of readied ourselves for the weekend, really. Yeah, well, so we, we all ended up in, in the spaceport and yeah, oh, had a couple of beers. First, yes, it? yeah, we had pizza and everything first before we went out. Settled and went to spaceport. And then, yeah, bumped into the Rankins in the spaceport, and much beer ensued. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> people arrived. Met by a few bit. Other people, yeah. Yes. So yeah, it was it was a lovely night on the Thursday. It was cool. Yeah. 
it was quite a bizarre one because there was a bit of a time rift because um, apparently they stated that they closed the bar about uh, five past ten past one <laughs> but i i went to bed it had gone half past three in the morning so <laughs> uh, i think they had some trouble getting people out of there on the, on the Thursday night from i the had Saturday. three pints to finish <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of the dirty stuff out there are you i am uh, guilty what was it probably you and rami propping up the bar all it night. was actually <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we, we met a couple of good entertainers that evening, so... Yeah. Cool. It was your first one, wasn't it? It was my first one, yes. How did you yeah. find it? Was it what you expected it to be? Um, it, to a degree, it was what I was expected to be. There was a couple of minor disappointments, but it was just because I didn't know the format, I didn't know the layout, and, and I, I didn't have the access to the, the programme. It, 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 it was, that was a, a continual issue with a lot of people I spoke yeah. to. So. That was the one thing that kind of... Well, yeah just the one issue I was disappointed with was that there was no VIP bag this year. There was no goodie bag or t-shirt this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so bothered about not getting the, the books or the t-shirts and stuff like that, but last year they had the full printout mm. um, schedule for everybody. Yeah, they, they were giving them away mm. in boxes, but you had to go and find them and ask for them. Yeah, yeah, and, and they were on the website. Because you could get them. Yes, well, but there was issues with the uh, Wi-Fi down there. Well, yeah, yeah, thankfully not as many issues this year as there were last year, year, which was no. good. Uh, so, yes, I was actually connected for the entire weekend this year, which was very nice. Yeah. Apart from the Friday for a while. Uh, Friday, Friday evening Friday was down there, yeah, yeah, but that down was just fine. I think that was just the amount of use, yeah. There was a lot to do. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think we found ourselves kind of going, you know, when do we eat? Yeah. I think yeah. we got to the point <laughs> where we were having, like, one meal a day and then the rest Indeed. of the time just, like, guzzling snacks whenever yes. we could. <laughs> we had one meal in the mash and barrel every day and, yeah. a, and a kind of breakfast at, at, at the um, caravan. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of the time we'll just have sausage rolls, crisps, popcorn. And yeah. So, what sort of panels and things did people get to then on the Friday? I went to the far flung fiction panel, the first one on the Friday morning. The far fetched fiction. Far fetched fiction, that's the one. Um, with Jonathan Green hosting. Mm. Took his epic tweet of everybody in attendance. Um, that was pretty cool. The spaceport still had a few sound issues, but nowhere near as much as last year. Mm. I mean, all the complaints from last year seem to have been addressed. Most of them fixed, some of them still obviously work in progress, but they're obviously mm. trying to be resolved. Yeah. So that's really encouraging. Um, I obviously saw your panel on the Saturday. Oh, no, well, we'll get to that that's later. Saturday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're still on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to can, some of my epic can, failures later. <laughs> I can barely remember kind of the order in which things were. We Indeed. definitely went to the... Um, what was on Friday and what was on Saturday? Exactly. We definitely went to the zombie science on the Friday. Yeah, yeah I, I missed that one. I, I don't know what I, I, I can't remember what I was doing at that time. Um, what was the other What was the other options around that time? I, I, I can Yeah, yeah, probably food. <laughs> I can't remember. I spent most of my Friday in Forbidden Planet, to be honest, with Danny <laughs> Ware gamefully selling me anything she could, happily <laughs> <laughs> buying anything. I said, I. Sp- I made multiple trips back to Bastor <laughs> and spent a fortune. Um, worth yeah. it. Worth yes, we every a, penny. We did a fair whack of wandering around the trading area. We got a few signatures. True. We um we went to the we we definitely went to one of the early Well, we went to the Far Fetch Fiction panel. Yeah. Uh on the on the Friday. Um <clears throat> we definitely went to the Trooper Hour Pointless. 
Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was yeah. That was definitely one I made. Interesting. Come <laughs> on then, Simon. Well, okay, okay. So yeah, I, I volunteered to get up on on stage and be a contestant <laughs> for, for said game show. <laughs> As there were four contestants. Um, and that was it through the raffle tickets. So yeah, it basically yeah, it was a, a, a sci-fi version of the quiz, pointless. And uh, for, for anyone who who know well, for those who know how it works, uh, on the very first question, I managed to go out with the absolute maximum score possible, which was two hundred, by getting two wrong answers. Which you know, I I I could bitch and moan about it, and I, I I've kind of put out my my thing of of why I thought I was correct. Uh, and why I thought I was robbed. On, on one answer. Well, on both of them. On both of them. Because mm. no, Major Barrett was there, that was the first one I said, and Chief O'Brien's a given. He's always there in the opening credits whenever he's on an episode. I think the, the mix-up was between, between opening what's an credits. opening credits and what's a title sequence. Indeed. But, but yeah. what's, what's opening credits and who's a regular? If they said who, who is a... a you know, who who is actually a, a person rather than a regular if Who appeared in the title sequence, that's fine. That because was, yeah. the title sequence stops and then the rest of the credits roll while the episode happens. Yeah. But it says on the question, opening credits. Yeah, and yeah. opening credits is everything over the action. So I, I, Agreed, I think it was I, referring to title sequence. So I, I, fair. I stand yeah. vindicated yeah. that I would have gotten two pointless answers and thus the best score ever. <laughs> <laughs> So in my mind, I won. You're, you're, you're a winner with those days. So that yeah, it's it just at, at that point, I was feeling kind of confident about doing the interview with Rene Aubergine on the Saturday. But then, after epically failing with Star Trek questions of all things, it really smacked you in the head. Yeah. My confidence, and for the rest of the day, I was just started panicking. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so the rest of the day we saw so the, the Dr. Austin zombieology panel uh, the show, which was fabulous. Yeah. He was he was very very funny. And so then after it. that, it was the Alice on Mars um, opening. That's in right. The it was the, yeah the Alice on Mars mm. uh, launch event for the film. See, I missed both of those for uh, the same reason. I didn't know what was on when because mm. I, I I we hadn't actually properly hooked up to, to discuss what we were going to go to or find or, or I didn't find anybody that had a, a listings of what was going on and I think I'd crashed because of because <laughs> of the massive amount of inebriation <laughs> before. before so I was at crash point during that so I, kept, I didn't come back out till seven eight o'clock then yeah which on the Friday night what was what, what did we have on the main stage on the Friday night it was, it was Imaginarium. It was the Imaginarium, yes, which was uh, a much better affair this year, I thought. That was very entertaining. It was very, very cool, yeah. I think they, again, I think they've taken a lot of the criticism on board over the last couple of years, and they've done an entirely new show. And it was great. There were some, some people there from the last one, but they were the ones that I really liked, people like Mental Dave, who I think is brilliant. That was uh, yeah. Who I believe now has a Kickstarter going to make uh, that, rocket that steampunk version <laughs> <laughs> for next year. <laughs> Yes. Which looks great, so yeah, go ahead and check that out and fund that, because I, I, I want to see Mental Dave with a rocket pack next year. I do believe you said, if I have to see Criss Cross doing that same routine for the third year running, I'm going to kill somebody. Probably him, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was a great show, and it was nice to see some new stuff in there. Um, I think acts of note, though. I, I enjoyed the Mighty Moustache. I think he went on for yes. a little bit too long, but Just I really slightly. did enjoy him, and then... Professor Elemental, of course, having been flown in from Kitcon, <laughs> uh, was genius, and yeah, he he brought the whole place up again, 
with yeah. his uh, I love Michael Gove. Yeah, that <laughs> went down fabulously well. Indeed. Um, and then, yeah, I think after after that, there was, uh, was it Darth Elvis after that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I saw most of their set as, as the rows of chairs started disappearing in front of us and started being filled with lots of jumping, dancing, drinking cosplayers. Yes, and a, Which few, was and a few furries thrown in. There, there were a few furries kicking there, around there over the weekend. There certainly was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a few costumes that I imagine just should not have been by the end of the weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite. But we bowed out early. We did bow out early on the Saturday, on the Friday night. Yes, yeah. just down to for good reason, rising right? levels of abject panic on yeah. my behalf. I think it was. Yeah. Darth Elvis were cool, but I think I was just a bit too. Tired and stressy to stick around and watch Attica Rage. Did anyone watch Attica Rage? No, I didn't see it. Um, I, I watched some of it um, and then went over to the spaceport and went, ah, that's better. Because they, were they supposed to be a rock covers set from Attica Rage? Yeah, but um, to be fair, it wasn't the greatest of bands I've heard. Okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. No, they, they were a good enough sort of band, but mm. it didn't kind of fit well with the sci-fi weekend right, for, my, okay. for my sort of taste for it. Fair enough. Just, it just didn't, didn't work. Did they seem didn't... generally well received? They seemed generally well received and, and the masses were sort of up and dancing with it but I think by that point they didn't come on till sort of half 10, 11 o'clock at night oh, anyway so okay. most people were three parts pissed and you throw anybody up there with a guitar and a few vocals. Yeah, we'll try that out next year, shall yeah. we? <laughs> So, you know, in, in, fairness to, in fairness to them, you know, if they were on a bit earlier, they would have had a, a, a proper response to a rock yeah. band and they probably would have had a, a better performance back. Fair but I think as a late night and they were dragging a bit. So. Fair enough. So, yeah, that was that was Friday, uh, which brings us to Saturday. Uh, now, yeah, basically, I think I went straight over to the, the main void to get ready for, for my interview thing. And for some reason or other, the first panel in the main void didn't happen. On the yeah. Saturday, it was a comics panel. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah, was like Discovery and Desk and all that. Like, yeah. I think they'd probably been dirty stuff out tonight before as well. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so, so that didn't occur. So uh, it ended up being me opening up the stage on the sat- on the Saturday, which again was kind of that moment of blind right, yeah. abject panic because there was there was no one there to introduce me or anything. I was chatting to the, the stage manager guy, Ming. Stage manager called Ming. <laughs> Brilliant. Genius. Yeah. Uh, and he was just like, well, yeah, just carry on. So I, I literally met René Aubergenois about a minute before Go going on stage. And I was like, yeah, hi, how are you doing? And then he was like, yeah, just off you go. I was like, what, now? Like, yeah, all right. Yeah, so, now. <laughs> so I just stormed straight out on stage. And obviously you can hear the, the, the full interviews up on, on, on the website. So you can hear that and hear, hear me make almost the worst faux pas possible at a sci-fi convention. Almost. Which is to get Star Wars and Star Trek confused. <laughs> Which but you weren't the only one. I, I hope not, because <laughs> Sam Stone did it the night before. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Because I, I I started saying it, and then I caught myself saying almost saying Star Wars, and just and I just kind of stopped and went, I, even, I can't believe I nearly did that. And I think I stopped in the middle of the speech yeah. and just said that to the audience, and was just like, oh god, because I was already I, that was at the point where I was apologising for the epic failure yeah. of the pointless. So I was like, oh god. Uh, so yeah, I didn't think things were going to go well for me then. 
They went brilliantly. But they, yeah, they went fine. We had a, a brief technical hiccup by the look of it in terms of recording the podcast because we seemed to miss the first like couple of minutes. I think it must have been because uh, if I listen back to the recording, it sounds like Renee's mic is a, is a bit lower than mine. And so I think he was trying to resolve those and accidentally cut the feed off that yeah. was going through to my desk. Uh, so I, the, the only thing you're missing is you're missing me. Introduce. In, well, no, no, the introduction went fine. It was the, the sitting down and, and me admitting that Little Mermaid's one of my favourite films and him singing yes. Les Poissons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's just a little gem just for the people who were there that weekend. Well, Belle got uh, Les Poissons sent Sent to her three her. times. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, Megan got it as well, so yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was yeah, Megan. That was funny. She gets her, I, w- I want to ask a question. Well, let's let somebody else have a go. You've already been up on stage on Pointless and asked God knows how many questions. We'll, we'll let someone else have a go. But I want to ask a question. Okay, run the questions through me first. <laughs> so we did a couple of iterations of questions and she had a hand up. I'm like, you really do need to let somebody else have a go. Please let somebody else have a go. And then uh, Simon was ignoring her and ignoring her and ignoring her. <laughs> um, and you could see that Rene was kind of looking at him and sort of like, oh, poor little girl, he's ignoring her. <laughs> poor little girl. Poor little child down there. That poor little wife who's straining to get up on the stage. We'll, we'll come back to you in a minute, darling. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, God, he, he thinks, well, he thinks we're being mean. He thinks we're being mean. And then he said, actually, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I've spoken to him already. What, what more do you have to ask? <laughs> I had no idea about that at all. Because he's, he's going like, oh, yes, we've already spoken. I'm like, have you? <laughs> when? At the signing just before. Yeah, indeed. Well, I, I had no concept because I hadn't seen them since I got went out in the morning. It's the secret life of Megan. It is. We never know yeah. quite what she gets up to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think from my perspective, I think the interview went really well. Uh, It felt a bit strained at first, but then I think it eased Mm. into it quite well. And then, you know, he started getting more and more anecdotal as it went on to the point where, you know, I think the last question that was asked, I think I said time for a couple more. Somebody asked a question and then 15 minutes later, I was looking at my clock going, I'm going to have to actually say, stop talking now. No, no, I was was worrying. I was actually going to have to stop him talking before he got to the end of his story. I just really didn't want to do that. But then he got right to the end of the story. I was like, oh, thank God for that. And that that finished off. So, yeah, it was good. All in all, yeah, a terrifying experience. And at that point, he relaxed. But he had to go to the spaceport and pick up a beer. Yeah. Yeah, I was was in need of a beer after that. (laughs) But, yeah, I I think it went rather well. And it seems to have gone down fairly well. You were well-received. You were well-received as a host of the panel, for sure. Yeah, so... I uh, had a chat with with Neil afterwards, and you know, hopefully we'll be back next year doing more, more. of the same and yeah. and, and, and more besides. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. be cool. Yeah, watch this space. Just need to work on a program of stuff that we can do. Yeah. Other things are really like this is just a minute. Yeah. So yeah, there, there were other panels after I went on stage. That wasn't yeah. the end of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That was the start of mine, really. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so just a minute was again brilliant. Uh, Jonathan Green, absolute star. Yes, <laughs> I, I love that he is now uh, 
Robert Rankin's evil steampunk nemesis. That's genius. That was funny. Yeah. A badge which he is now wearing with pride. <laughs> As I believe much conversation I had with him, was like, yeah, that's it. I, I am now his evil steampunk nemesis. Well, of course, we have Jonathan Green coming back on the show soon. Hopefully so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't got a confirmed date yet, otherwise I, I would be plugging that now. But yes, he will be coming back on the show. We had a lovely catch-up with him on the Saturday night, so that was great to kind of finish that off sitting having a chat with him. Seems my haircut through him out, though. Um, <laughs> apparently so, yeah. You're, 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 you're Clark Kented him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't recognise him out of long hair. <laughs> Maybe you should just get a wig for the weekend. <laughs> well, clip, clip on ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, other, other panels that were on after that, there was another Dr. Austin, which I think I caught the, the end of, which I was about the spreading of that. viruses. Yeah, because I think we'd ended up going for food again in the mash and barrel for our one meal a day. Um, and then it was Festival of the Spoken Festival Nerd. Festival of the Spoken Nerd. Yes, that was good. My that was God, awesome. they were funny. Yeah, that was genius. That was per- the, the perfect level for them. You know, geeks and nerds and spreadsheets and mathematicians. and Yeah, that, that was a, a, good, a good audience for them. No, well. <laughs> we have shapes of. Uh, you got your shapes of continuous width. width. Did you Did you see them? No. Ah, oh, you missed. I it. have it solids of. Yeah, continuous width. Yeah, or constant width. Yeah, something like. That. Basically, it's a shape that behaves like a circle, but looks more like a triangle. So you could use them as wheels, because they are a continuous width all the way around, but they're not a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, without something physical to see. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, imagine, imagine uh, four-sided dice. Yeah. But with rounded all the corners energy. rounded. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And with that, all the sides rounded. Yeah. Not every rounded. side rounded. So anyway, there's still yes. points on it and things, but it behaves. It rolls like, like a yeah. a sphere. Uh, it's it's very 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 good. And the mould effect, of course, yes. which is uh, yeah an effect of yeah. you know you pull like lots of steel baubles out of a jar and they fly up in the air and stuff. It was all very geeky and nerdy and a spreadsheet of a photo done with conditional formatting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. A whole room of people cheering on conditional formatting. It was yes. awesome. Conditional formatting in Excel getting rounds of rapturous applause. <laughs> it actually that threw, that it really threw, that didn't it? Answer. It really did yeah. throw it. He's like, fuck, I didn't expect it. Spreadsheets! Woo! Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. It was a spreadsheet of a photo of him doing a spreadsheet of a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite recursion. I missed it. It was brilliant. In a, in a tritone pixel yeah. format. Yeah. It, yeah. Basically, it was done like a TV pixel, so you had RGB values between 0 and 255, <laughs> and that was what was the conditional formatting. And when you zoomed out, then you eventually saw the picture. But put it into a spreadsheet. Of him on a spreadsheet. So you, you can just about get the level of nerd there. <laughs> Very cool. There were experiments of uh, electrifying a pickle <laughs> to illuminate the to illuminate to make it it using <laughs> pickle as a lamp. Yeah. And turning fire. And yeah, the fire vortex thing. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was very very cool. And again, Fernando. So I, I met the two guys briefly from Festival of Spoken Nerd because I went backstage and went, "Hi, yeah. how you doing?" I, I met Helen and she's up to coming on the show and stuff yeah. and said hi. And they were, yeah. Uh, 
And so yes, Helen is booked. Helen Arney, but mm. the other part of Festival of the Spoken Nerd who wasn't there. <laughs> yes. So I, I've kind of seen the two guys doing it and Helen doing hers separately, so now I've got to kind of like mix them both together in my mind and have to be what the actual oh, full yeah. show is like. That's 20th of May? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's May, yeah, so that's yeah, two months two months time she's on the show. I was off in the Galactic Knights cadet training programme. Ah, we did you do that? that? Yeah, we never got the time to. Yeah. That was pretty fun. How was it? Um, oh, I made a class of fool of myself and... Uh, I had to join the club. And I, <laughs> I had the Galactic Knights uh, in stitches laughing, but it was it was worth it, it was fun. Did you there, get... was, there was eight of us in the group, so we were split into two, two teams before. And the first part of the training is basically just a laser target game where you have to turn the targets to your team's colour. And whichever team won, after all four members had sort of like played, got to enter the pit first and get a 60 second advantage to sort of find spots to hide. And it's basically a, a big nine room by nine room inflatable quasar zone. Ah, in, so it was an inflatable one, was it? Well, that. Yes and no. This is where the confusion came for me. It was definitely something that you inflated, but it wasn't like a bouncy castle on the inside, which is what I was expecting, which is where I went the horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, I'm on the red team, and the red team, we, we destroyed the blue team. Like, all the blue team fired, and I was just still waiting to, to shoot a target, because they were all my team's colour already. They, they were just hopeless. So, we get the 60-second head start. I get the big gun. And we're all lined up, and I'm sure it was Leo in his clone trooper armor, was uh, giving us all proper dressing down and stuff. And the entrance to the actual combat zone was like really narrow and really thin. And I thought, if I go first, I'm gonna have to like awkwardly step through it, or or I can just fucking dive through it. Because <laughs> it's, it's inf- expecting an inflatable. It's, 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 infl- it's inflatable, right? It looks inflatable. <laughs> Why's everyone got their shoes on? Oh, they probably just forgot to take them off. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a bouncy frog on the side of that thing. So Leo's counting down, and my usual thing is to, like, always let somebody else go first in case I make a fool of myself by going first. But this time I was like, no. <laughs> Threw caution to the wind! This time I was just like, no, fuck it, I'm going first. So when he gets to zero, I've got the big uh, machine gun laser pistol, <laughs> bomb it forward, head first dive through the store, hit solid concrete on the other side of it, and just hear laughter from the outside. I was like, oh well, up a day, <laughs> find did some place to hide. Did, did you get really hurt? No, it was fine. <laughs> um, all all you was just the gun slapping against the floor, I was like, I've broken that, I'm sure I've broken that. But I hadn't broken it, it was fine. Um, that was and we won, won we won that as well. Excellent. So it was worth it. We came out. It was worth the pain. It was worth it. <laughs> we came out and yeah, they were saying thanks. Nobody's made us laugh all weekend apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like you didn't film it, did you? And some guys went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the video footage? So yeah, I reckon oh, we, we want to see that. If you have the footage, there, please send, send it, it in. Yeah, we'll sure, have this. I'm sure we'll be on the GK site somewhere. <laughs> but, so that was cool, but that was just hilarious. It was so much fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just springs to mind uh, the the old Han Solo garbage compactor moment. So then around that time, there was the the theatre performance. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. 
It was a theatre performance. Didn't go down particularly well. I think it was just wrong a, order. Yeah, wrong After order. After having a high yeah. energy and then the high energy of the cosplay, it was it was put in the wrong time slot. Yeah. After the up that was festival of the spoken nerd, yeah. it was it was too much down. I heard a lot of people saying that on Twitter uh, yeah. as well. So yeah, uh, live and learn. It's yeah. yeah. It, I didn't stick around on that one. Yeah, well, we ended up yeah. bailing and going over yeah. to the the, uh, the other bar and yeah. just chilling with all the cosplayers over there. So that was cool. And then there was the cosplay. And then oh, there was the cosplay, cosplay. final. <laughs> the masquerade ball, the Indeed. cosplay final. Which was opened with style. Thank you, Sue. That yeah. was awesome. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Bomb, Sue Hadrill, doing a Boom Shake the Room, dressed as Death of Rats, as promised in her Facebook status, if she got 50 likes on it. Yeah. I think she underestimated how, how many like people would want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so too. You nailed it, and you fully deserved yeah. the audience yeah. award. That was awesome. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. congrats yeah. for you. Know, and I'm pretty sure I well deserved didn't lose support. my voice at that point. <laughs> That's where I lost my voice. Lost our voice. Yeah. I, d- I didn't get it back for a good four or five days. Chant the chants for Death of Rats, Death of Rats. Yeah. Death and of rats. Squeak, 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 squeak. Earlier on in the competition, the girls were standing next to us to turn right to one of our party and go, Dude, you're fucking loud. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll... She's like, No, no, it's cool. But it's like, You're pretty loud, man. And then at the end of the night, she's like, It was worth everything just to hear you grown lads shout and squeak at the stage for Death of Rats. But yeah, the costumes were. There were some immense costumes. Well, I, mean, I was going to say, Were there any. Standout costumes that you I mean, guys. The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Brilliant. The Lord of the Rings cosplayers. They were just phenomenal. They were slick. Tariel yeah. was just incredible. That costume was yeah. brilliant. Um, one which I think got overlooked, but which, which was brilliant, was the classic seventies uh, BSG Viper pilot costumes. Yeah, yeah, they were, they really, were good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I thought the minion was brilliant. The yeah, but they didn't, they didn't get into the uh, finals, did they? No, yeah. I thought that was a genius costume, yeah. and the they uh, were too late for registration. The cardboard transformers. I oh, they were good. Really yeah, yeah. They were Ultimate brilliant. Prime and Grimlock. Yeah, fucking yeah. brilliant. <laughs> they were genius. I, I have a very yeah soft place in my heart for uh, cardboard cosplay. The last couple of years. <laughs> so it was who won it? It was the Chaos Marine. Uh, no, it was the Space Marine. It was the Space Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord of the Rings Hobbit crew. Was second, and then it was uh, Doc Brown. Ah, oh, yes, Doc yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, again, Fair play. also yeah. brilliant. But there were some really good costumes. There were, there were some brilliant ones. I keep seeing it, I keep looking through people's pictures now and seeing loads I didn't see around yeah. at the weekend. Sure. Slave Leah. Oh, the oh, crossplay. Oh, that was Slave brilliant. Leia. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, a social mention is all for the crossplay Avengers. The crossplay Avengers, just yes. Just Jeff being a, yeah. being, a, being a sexy Black Widow. Big ups to Jeff <laughs> as, as Black Widow. That was awesome. <laughs> and nailing the pose as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair play. So, yes. Fair, fair, God, fair God, play God. to the crossplay Avengers. That they was sweet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Sue winning the audience vote was great. Yeah. yeah. Death of Rats was a fantastic Definitely well deserved. It came with him um, a great comment from David because during the, the cosplay, Belle fell asleep and she was dressed up as Professor Stegg from the Neil Gaiman um, Fortune of the Milk Book. So he said, Well, I was trying to take the baby Stegosaurus to bed, 
but I was frightened of tripping over the Native American Indian's feet, and it was very difficult to get past the minion. Yeah. <laughs> like, that isn't a normal Sentences statement of how you take your child home. home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the Sci-Fi Weekender is the place where normal statements <laughs> <laughs> like, last, last year, what sticks with me from last year was, you haven't lived until you've seen Pac-Man leading a conga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another another wonderful one I think was in the spaceport and it, it might have been on the Friday was um, was Jar Jar Binks getting chased around the spaceport oh, by yeah. all the stormtroopers. Oh, that was funny. That, that was quite yeah. hilarious. Was that like green screen Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. 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 You should have seen it when he went up to see Because that was the same guy who played who, was do, who did the calm yes, it is. cosplay yes. on Saturday. It is, yeah. Uh, um, oh, I wish his microphone had been working on the on Saturday. Which one, sorry? I wish I wish his microphone had been working on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, for his speech. Probably do the car yeah. speech. You heard him show bits of it. But... That Jaja costume had quite an effect on Belle. Yes. She's only six. She spent the whole time going, I can see his Mesmerised. And then she recognised him in his car outfit as well. We were wondering how. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had tight dresses. <laughs> Um, uh, he was actually in front of me in that get up uh, going up to see Lewis McLeod <laughs> which was quite <laughs> yeah because apparently he was a, a great uh, did a oh, great panel fantastic panel yeah no, I didn't see that one it was um, and that was a Sam Stone hosted one yeah that was where the faux, faux pas was you said Star Trek right okay yeah. cool but oh absolutely brilliant guy a heck of a comedian and, and absolute genius with, with his vocalizations. Sebulba. Right? Sebulba, yeah. sorry, from Star Wars, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but his, I mean, he's very sort of broad Glaswegian in his natural... But to hear him talking in all these different, very sort of London and, and, and posh aristocratic sort of voices, it's just very, very disturbing. Like, what? I didn't just... want to see that one, but we ended up not doing. You know, it's just one of these things. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember why we didn't get to that one. I think with our group, it was one of the things that just had to give way for food. Yeah, <laughs> I think similarly. I think we were eating when that one was on. Cause... Shame, yeah, because that, that was quite a, a good. Because uh, I think we because Graham McTavish, I think, was on around the same time as well. We missed him as well, so I think we must have been. Yeah, Graham McTavish was on just before I think. Yeah, on, uh, on the other side. Yeah. We need to do something next year to get around this food problem. And get like food milkshakes or something to keep us yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, like astronaut ice cream and stuff. Yeah. Drips, maybe, somehow. Or, I don't know, because this food's taking up too much time. It does, yeah, it takes up valuable geekery. Yeah. You need like a little mini cool box on a backpack with all your food sources in there. <laughs> Trail rations. Yeah. <laughs> Trail rations. A fucking bag of peanuts with some raisins in it. It's fucking <laughs> fucking trail ration. Pepperoni, dude, the ultimate trail ration. <laughs> in my day, we would pick leaves off Hawthorne and eat the berries with the leaves. <laughs> See, you can, you can tell. They, they are yeah. You can tell the uh, standard of the fried food at the weekend because on the way home, Megan uh, got herself a tuna niçoise salad from. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
from Waitrose and was sort of like going, nutrients! Because the child comes out craving nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> you can have Burger King or anything? No, I want salad. <laughs> was that at Telford Services? Yes, oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But where we bumped into the rankings because we were sat eating and Megan was wearing her Dalmatian onesie. So Robert Rankin came in and went, you're Spoticus! <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. the normal game at Telford of spot the uh, wristband. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't stop for long though this time around. Last mm. last year we all met up there again. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we all bumped into each other on the way back there. But yeah, so th- this time we just there were, there were a couple of people we hadn't seen over the weekend, but we kind of like we know they were there because of wristbands and t-shirts and stuff. Um, and then the rankings just wandered in just as we were about to leave, and that was that was lovely. <laughs> the reason why she was in a onesie though was because she said that she couldn't be bothered getting. She dressed. refused to get That's dressed. Enough, yeah. So yeah, so I wasn't just beaten by Megan in a lightsaber fight. I was beaten by Megan in a Dalmatian onesie <laughs> in a lightsaber fight. But, yeah. <laughs> Who was wearing the onesie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that one of my favourites though uh, was the uh, guy dressed up as Wilfred. He did yeah. a very good one. He, yeah. he looked, he, he looked yeah, spot cool. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there were a ton of like really oh, random was. cosplays kicking around that I just kind of see them and go, ah, yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, God. Blessed. Yes, yes, there was Voltan, Voltan, yeah. yeah. And the rest of the Flash Gordon crew. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw a pretty good Joker, uh, New 52 face as a mm. mask Joker, walking around, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't see any Poison Ivies this year. There were there a lot of Harlequins. There, yeah, there was about three or four Harlequins. <coughs> Nowhere near two. as many as last year's London Film and Comic Con, where everybody was either Harlequin or Poison Ivy. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not so much this year. That was good, though. It yeah. was nice, nice that we had loads. I think I saw at least five different David Tennant doctors, though. There was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and one uh, just. The outfit was pretty good. He was very short and blonde and fluffy. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, there were just loads. <laughs> I, think, I think he had a, a beard and <laughs> bloody curly blonde hair. I was like, okay. It was just like wandering in and go, oh, look, there's, there's David Tennant playing crazy golf. Oh, there's David Tennant having a beard. There's <laughs> having coffee. There's bungee jumping. And it's, it's David Tennant everywhere. What was it we were saying about the idea of doing like a, a group cosplay? Like everybody dressing exactly the same. Yeah, or like, well, yeah, well, we, we, everybody dressing as the Flash and like standing in a line. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like the other one is, yeah. is for everyone to be in the Flash and come in and do kind of a song and dance routine, and then you'd be a Flash mob. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> the door. <laughs> Doors right there. Isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was quite good. <laughs> Do you know what the answer to that was? Do you know what the answer to that was? You're Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a bunch of people dressed as Flash Gordon with sticks. <laughs> Burning torches. Yeah. 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 Pitchforks. Yeah. Uh, that's a flash mob. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Although you've now told the world. Well, yeah. Or, or have so, or, 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 take it. Somebody do it next or, year. Or, 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 or just have a big group of people in a giant raincoat. If you do that next year, I will buy you all a beer. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, yeah, first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's Simon is buying you a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brendan and I will be in the sidelines. Nerd versus world are not buying anyone a beer. Simon is buying you a beer. Ah. If you do a flash mob of the flash. Mob. Oh. <laughs> oh, really, really. The more I think about it, the more I think it's a brilliant idea ever. <laughs> See, it's in there now. I think it's a funny, it's a, it's a funny cosplay idea. I like it. Um. <laughs> You're never going to get that out of your head now. I'm not, I'm not. We'll see you all there next year. <laughs> I think the, the, the one of the highlights for me was seeing Chewbacca on yeah, Saturday night. Was... Oh, he was brilliant anyway, but it was even more brilliant the fact that I think he'd managed to get quite inebriated through his costume. <laughs> he was he he got a bit of a stagger. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether it's much inebriation as just like utter dehydration from being in that costume. So. Oh no, he was drunk. Drunk <laughs> walking. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Drunken walking. You do see some wonderful things. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> do. And some things that you just really don't want to see. I so, think yes. it is all that hanging around atmosphere. Yeah. Um, the, the hanging around and the dressing up and, and that sort of silliness is, is the best yeah. thing about yeah. it. Mm, for sure. So, summary then. Best, best part of the weekend. Um, I'm going to go with your panel. Thank you. <laughs> I thought your panel was phenomenal. High praise really indeed. Well, um, yeah, very well. And then, panels aside. Imaginarium for me was good. Cool. Yeah. And the fact, sorry, uh, sorry, Brendan, I hear no, The fact that they actually served draft hobgoblin the entire weekend <laughs> and they didn't fucking run out. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your panel and the Classic Nights training thing. That was oh. a personal high for me. The training thing. Helen? Um, I really liked Festival of the Spoken Nerd yeah. and Professor Elemental. I, I think Festival of the Spoken Nerd are one of my highlights of the weekend. Uh, I mean, I, I would say my paddle is one of my highlights of the weekend because it was getting to meet René Aubergeon yeah. and he was a dude. He was, yeah. he was fabulous. Just, you know, to see him relax as much as he did on stage Fantastic. made me very very happy that I'd made him feel relaxed enough because yeah. he, he just kind of melted into his chair and was just sat sideways on the chair I, 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 I don't know whether I've actually tweeted the picture or not yet I don't think I have but uh, as I was keeping an eye on the time while I was talking to him and it was while he was sat sideways on in the chair with his legs over the arms of the chair yes. and I kind of was I subtly took a picture of him like that on the stage as I was looking like I was checking the time so I'll have to tweet that picture because that was that was lovely it just yeah. seemed so relaxed which was great so I, I felt happy that I'd done it you know and it was it was worth stressing about and everything but yeah it was good fun um other than that, yes. Festival of the Spoken Nerd. Professor Elemental, again, is a star. Um, what else? Oh. I think it was just, again, meeting a ton of new people. Yeah. Um, I, I love yes. old friends as well. Yeah. It, is, it was seeing everybody, you know, all the people who've been on this show over the last year, catching up with all them again, who mm. I haven't seen for ages, and just chatting over beers and that was nice meeting yeah. lots of new people I, I love it it's a wonderful wonderful atmosphere where I just go along and you know you, know you have something in common with these people so yeah. you can just talk to them and I love that I absolutely love it 
I've always loved it in kind of rock clubs and stuff because you always have that one thing that you can talk about and you know you can kind of look at somebody and go oh, I bet he likes the crow and you can talk to them <laughs> <laughs> and, and you could be 90% certain that they're a role player or you, you yeah. know <clears throat> it's that kind of thing that when you go to a weekend I mean admittedly it's, it's a lot more diverse now given the size of the the sheer scale of the event but you can be guaranteed to have at least something in common with anyone you stop and talk to and that's what I love about it yeah but yeah, people, I've, got, I've got nothing to add to that. I, I can t- I entirely agree. Yeah. But um, people were a lot more chatty and friendly. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot easier to talk to yeah. people than Absolutely. it was. So, yeah, by all means, if, if you went this year, I hope you had a great time as we did. And we'll if you didn't go this year. year, we will see you there next year. Yeah. Come talk to us. And Indeed. We'll we will be around you. again all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will see you there. So, yeah. That was that on the Sci-Fi Weekend, then. Yeah. For another year. <laughs> Now we're going to start planning next year. Yep, and what we're going to do? <laughs> we've got our cosplay sorted. Oh, yeah, the flash mob, yeah, indeed. <laughs> relatively easy, just a t shirt, blonde wig, pitchfork, <laughs> burning torch. <laughs> Great. Right. Cool. Okay, anyways, on, on, on to other things for whatever time we've got left. Um, oh, we'll go to very Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Season finale. I do and I don't. Because <laughs> uh, after the high of talking about the sci-fi weekend and after the high of what was an excellent end, well, an excellent back Sorry. half of season four of Walking Dead, I was pretty fucking let down by the season finale, in all fairness. I'm entirely with you. I know I've spoken about it before on the show that I felt The Walking Dead jumped the shark with... Uh, the pre-season the, the big break prison scenario. battle and yeah and Herschel Herschel and everything but they, they brought it back and the episodes the second half of the season have been fantastic in fact um, they've been so sparse they've been they've reverted back to the survivalism mm. and the ethical nature of the decisions you have to make in this sort of scenario the sheer brutality of the grove oh god just look at the uh, fires AD obviously hasn't seen it I know Emma hasn't we won't go into it too much, but just it's worth bearing with Walking Dead for everything that's happened in it so far. Just to watch that episode, yeah. that is a gut punch out of nowhere. That episode, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's one of the best episodes of the show, not just the season. Yeah, sort of absolutely of agree. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. it's so hard hitting. And it just focuses on on one of the groups of characters as they've kind of abandoned the prison, mm. uh, and it's yeah, it's absolutely amazing episode. Did so you, harsh. If you get a chance to watch the Talking Dead episode that followed that, because it had some, it had uh, Melissa McBride on that that episode. That, that's worth a watch too, just for the behind the scenes looks at, at, at that particular episode. But yeah, it was a a, a bleak, dark traumatic episode yeah so I thought that was um, that was a wonderful wonderful episode and then I think the one after it was pretty good as well uh, which kind of led was it Rick's group up to oh no it was Glenn and Maggie's yeah. group up to uh, Terminus and then I thought the final episode when Rick's group hit Terminus was just a wet fish it was nothing yeah it was a just a bit of a letdown of an episode really I felt that there was something coming but it faded to black, and then credits. Yeah. It didn't seem like a finale. 
No, no, it really didn't. It it felt like a, a, a pre-advert scene that there was going to do something afterwards yeah. that would just be the big, leaving on a huge cliffhanger or something like that, but it was just, no, it just stopped. So, yeah. So we can't talk too much about it, as, as you guys haven't seen it, but it's... After what was a phenomenal couple of episodes in the weeks leading up to it, it just it really felt like a bit of a letdown that final episode. Agreed. Agreed. I guess that, that that's all we we'll have to say on it for now. Uh, you know, we'll we'll possibly pick it up and start doing episode recaps of that because we've just started doing episode recaps and things on on the website now. Just in your Game of Thrones one. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Did you like my Game of Thrones? One? I did. I thought your uh, your line of the episode was, was spot on yeah, the quote of the episode yeah absolutely <laughs> everybody seems to be agreeing with the choice of that one of course you bend your sword as I said I need to uh, I've not seen that because I can't get a, a good stream for it yet yeah but I mean I, again I, it was it was a good opener but I felt it could have done with being twice as long with a bit more in it I actually felt it was pretty strong as it was um <laughs> Twice as long, a bit more, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have it, sorry. It's all right, it's taken a year. Pray continue. <laughs> <laughs> she said. <laughs> so I'm watching it from a different point of view than Simon, because I've read them all. Mm, so I'm yes. watching them with knowing who everybody is and what their interrelations are. I think that the series as a whole really hasn't gone into the interconnect between the different families and the different characters I think that people do get very confused mm. and I think it was the Daily Mash did a spoof article saying that the first episode of Game of Thrones should just, just be an hour of yeah. introductions yeah. which actually wouldn't hurt no, oddly yeah. even though it is a spoof um, yeah I think that's the thing you've got to think of with, with the, the recaps that I'm writing they are very much from my perspective not knowing the books and I was talking to you about it afterwards and you were like, well, that's that and that's that. It's like, yeah, but I didn't get that from the episode and I'm only going off what I know and what it's telling me. This season is going to be very exciting. Um, It's it's a great season. Um, I think it's going to be a fan favourite this season. It's like yeah, dragon I, sword fights. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, dead I'm, people. I'm totally reading between the lines of what that means. <laughs> 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 I think a certain type prick is going to read the demise. <laughs> <laughs> we can, but hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed, folks. If it happens, it'll happen in episode nine. That's what everybody does. Well, no, no. I mean, episode nine is when the harsh thing happens. So that yeah. the harsh thing isn't Joffrey dying. That's something everybody will be up and jumping. Away. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> episode four or five, then. <laughs> As I said, Jack Gleeson, I feel so sorry for you, dude. You must get such an immense amount of shit from people for playing that character. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, my favourite uh, picture involving him is is the one on Facebook that said, "If I was any more inbred, I'd be a sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> or a cat. <laughs> So, um, but uh, so yeah. So I'm I, I do know all the interconnections of all the characters, which Simon doesn't. So we have a very different perspective on, on on how things go. I haven't read the books, but I have long since given up expecting TV or film adaptations of books to be wholly loyal to the subject yeah. material because it made me upset about a great number of films. 
it's not wholly loyal. They have they have mucked it about a bit to make it more simplistic, but they have to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like I, the I, Terry I, Pratchett uh, mucked about a bit by. So <laughs> 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 I remember that from the start of um, the, uh, the the Terry Pratchett serials that Sky One did. Ah, yes. It would always have, as instead of like written by, it'd be mucked Much about, about by, a bit. Yes, by. <laughs> Because, yes, the, I mean, all the miscellany and Stannis stuff is all kind of out of whack, but that's fine. Yeah, if no, it I, has I, to be I to think, think get the story across, then that's what... The House of Wessex license to change it for the different format. I, I, I have long since come to accept that, and so now I don't necessarily get so ragey. I get ragey about other things instead. Right? Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, slowly, it's slowly building, I know the rest of my is coming. <laughs> But I think they're doing a very good job of the adaptations. Yeah. I think I think they very good job. They may perhaps, you know, we'll have to see how it goes because I, I know which kind of the major threads are, and it wasn't necessarily what Simon thought the major threads might be. What he thought was fairly insignificant actually turns out to be very significant. Mm. But we'll we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, yeah but I, I just pick up on, on different things in the episode and you know, well, long for certain things, you know, to see how was, many bits of Theon Greyjoy are left. Things like fact, that. The that fact that it's attention. The two swords and it opened with the swords and it showed went back to Sean Bean and so therefore you thought definitely the swords were the most important part of the episode. Well yeah. Valerian steel was the word you were looking for. Yes, it was. I know I got told that, but I left it in the edit because I say I'm going with with my gut reaction to the episode. So that was literally written after I watched the episode. I went, there you go. That's my thoughts. Yes, you do live on with a, an expert on. You, you will get honest reactions in yeah. my recaps. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's even what though he read as well as an honest gut gut reaction. Yeah, he will be corrected. But he won't add the questions in. No, fair enough. So I, I will know next time that, that Valerium steel is the, is the thing. That Valerian. Valerian <laughs> steel. <laughs> Valorian! No, oh shit. <laughs> 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 Delorean steel. Delorean. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say my Delorean. So it, it, judging by what's happened in the previous episode, so um, what's his face that was the blonde elf now is a brunette ranger? Oh, Dario yes. Naharis. Dario Naharis. Is he the same kind of thing as the other guy who shapeshifted into somebody else? No. No, all right. I think he's just been recast, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's meant to have a blue beard, and but he doesn't. So he doesn't look like the way he's described in the books either. Oh, oh okay. So. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to see Arya getting kick-ass in this yeah. episode. I mean, Ilan Payne should be back, but of course he's dead, so I don't know if they've recast him or they've just tried to write him out. Don't know. I did. I don't even know who the character is. So. Do you know the guy who died a year ago? No. Don't remember. No. Really? Mm. The actor died. Mm. Oh, then the What was what was the character then? The character was he's the, he's the executioner. He's the one right. who took uh, Ed Stark's. Oh head. right, okay. He's also the guy who guards Cersei and the noble ladies. In the Red Keep during the invasion of Blackwater, right? That yeah. episode. And okay. he teaches um, Jamie how to use his to fight again. Because oh. he laughs at him a lot because he can't laugh because he had his tongue cut out, so he just makes a clicking noise. And of course, Jamie's got to relearn now that he's left handed. Okay, so I wonder how they've 
Don't with that then. Maybe there's three cast that's well, I'm going to be we'll interested see. to yeah, find we'll out. Okay. Cool, yeah. Because he does point. crop up a lot in the books, but whether or not they'll just Because he's, he's on Arya's list as well, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Mm. And I missed the uh, lamenting of Hodor in this episode. Oh, yeah. No Hodor. No Hodor. This uh, question on Facebook, which was, who do you think has the best life in Game of Thrones? Hodor. And it was very, yeah, well, Hodor doesn't really know any better, but none of them really have a nice life. No, none of them do. We thought maybe the Queen of Thorns, who's um, played by Diana Rigg. And Dragon's oh, with, uh, easy time Lady, of it. Lady Tyrrell. Mm. Yeah. But pretty much everybody else is miserable. So the dragons are quite happy. Yeah. yeah. Get to eat a few sheep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Bronze has got a pretty good life. Yes. <laughs> He didn't expect to be nice, mm, did he? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a pretty good Yeah, Ron does seem quite happy. And, yeah. and the squire lad. Oh, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be having fun. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is damn miserable. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, are we going to find out about the smoke baby thing this season? Well, I say the Stannis and Miscellendry things all changed in okay. the books. So, yes, there are. So, Revenge of the Smoke Baby might be on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brienne. Oh, that's how she kills people, isn't Brienne it? Brienne of Tarth brought it up, didn't she? Brienne of Tarth brought it up when she was talking to Marjorie Tyrrell. Yes. Yeah. So, Same. I imagine it's probably going to be a plot thing for this season. Because it's, yes, it's um, in the books, he's married and she does magic and there's. Shadows that that kill, but it doesn't necessarily shagger and give birth to a smoke baby. That doesn't happen in the books. Well, how do they make the shadows? She just does it by magic. magic. I don't think you actually need to copy. Where do smoke babies come from? <laughs> <laughs> under Bad, the, under the, the cabbage patch of fire. Well, son. <laughs> One daddy smoke monster and mummy smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen that episode of Lost. <laughs> cool. So yes, I don't know. That's but, one area I don't know about. Cool. Cool. Well, it was a strong. I thought it was a strong episode and good review on the Wonky Spider. Thank you very much. So yeah, uh, there will be more reviews and stuff going up there. There's there's one on there for Winter Soldier as well that we went to see last week. Which is so uh, cool. Hopefully there'll be one for Divergent going up at some point this week when I finally got around to seeing it. Uh, and then, yeah, we're, we're going to be adding a, a load of new stuff on there yeah. very, very soon. I've added a, a nice groovy event map to it today. So you've actually got a, a Google map thing with all the events plotted out on it now. And there the are a fuck ton of them. There <laughs> needs to be more around Oxford. There do need to be more events around Oxford. Yeah. If you look at it geographically, it's like it's all London or Glasgow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the other extra, or Wales, yeah. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, the couple of Birmingham. yeah. Okay, so events. We need, we've got a few that we really do need to plug, don't we? Yeah. So we have Lawgiver. Lawgiver, yes. So uh, Rule 32 are doing their first one-day convention, which yeah. is a, a celebration of dread. That's at Eddie's Rock Bar. On the 5th of May. 5th of May, which is... That's Monday. That is the Monday, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's Easter, Easter, Easter Monday. Yeah. Bank holiday Monday. Not Easter Monday. Not Easter it's Monday. Bank holiday Monday. Monday. May yeah. bank holiday. May, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, all, all the details. We'll put all the links to 
the events and everything in in the show notes so you'll see because I can't remember how much it is for it all but who all's appearing at it off the top of my head yeah, they've got some pretty they've got some pretty big names in Dread coming so yeah it should be pretty cool if you're a fan definitely go along 2018 seems to be getting behind it as well which is good that's cool yeah I, I briefly met Pat Mills yeah. at the, uh, the Weekender as well because he was on after me on the main yeah. stage so yeah I bumped into him as yeah. we were Swapping microphones and things backstage. So yes. Uh, so yes, there's Lawgiver. Um, other events. We spoke briefly about the Alice on Mars launch at the Sci-Fi Weekender. They've got a fundraising evening coming up on the 10th of May. 10th of May. Yep. Down in London. Yep. Near uh, Liverpool Street Station. Yeah, Which uh, I believe they've got Andrew O'Neill playing, who we just went to see the other night in uh, in Reading doing his history of heavy metal. Lady Reagan. Lady Raygun will be playing, and yeah, a whole bunch of other people playing. Comedians and musicians and stuff. And all proceeds are going towards uh, getting the film made. Cool. Which, if you've not seen the promo reel for Watch It, it's it's absolutely brilliant. It is truly, truly epic. I'm really looking forward to that film being made. It's going to be genius. I think the Kickstarter, is it? No, sorry, the Indiegogo is already upwards around £7,000, I think, at the moment. I think we've got a target of 22, so uh, there's still, like, 30 days to go on that, so it's uh, it's looking like it's going well. Good. Which is cool, so I'll go and check that out as well. Uh, and then Latitude Punked yep. starts this Friday. I think you know more details about this than I do. It is an exhibition of eight different steampunk artists, which is at um, Greenwich Observatory. It's going to be running from uh, Friday till um, some point next year. All the exhibit got set up last week, um, which was pretty exhausting for everyone after the Sci-Fi Weekend. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so we're thinking of popping down there on the tenth after we go to the Alice on Mars. Yep. So we'll be able to say a bit more about what's there and our reviews of it after that. Cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll feed back a bit about that after because we're we're going to the Alice on Mars fundraiser. We've already got tickets for that, so we're off down to that on the tenth of May. So anyone who's down at that, we will see you there. Yeah, I've got um. There's a link to a timeout um reference to it, and there's also um I have the website address for it as well. So I'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, we'll put details of all of these in the show notes. Any any other events from you, chaps? No, Lawgiver's a big one for me. Yeah, I think those are the big ones. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to attend Lawgiver. Are you going along? No, no, no okay. I'll, I'll make it away that weekend. So, yeah, apologies. Yeah. We, we, Sorry. we won't be attending, but, you know, have our full support. Yeah. Good luck with it, guys. Yeah. I hope it goes well. Because we, we've had some fun at the Geek Meets up there at Eddie's. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, should be fun for fun, you all. It's a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, which brings us on to uh, Brendan taking centre stage here. Well, this is WrestleMania 30. Yeah, we, we, so. we've got to talk about it, sir. <laughs> so you stayed up to watch WrestleMania? Yeah, I stayed up to watch WrestleMania. I, I started drifting off to sleep by half past two, and just as the Undertaker's match was on. And I wasn't watching it, but I was awake and I was listening to it. I was my back turned, and I, and I heard the commentator saying, Brock Lesnar's got the taker up for his third F5, and then I heard the count, I heard the one, the two, the three, and I just shot round in bed like, what the fuck? Lesnar's broken the streak? Undertaker, before this WrestleMania, 
had won 21 matches at WrestleMania in a row. Taker's streak is the longest streak ever in wrestling. And it's, the streak. It's the streak. It's become a, a huge deal. It's almost as important as the title match, uh, to the extent that wrestlers who don't get a title match are often put into the match with Taker to, to challenge the streak. Um, and yeah, my first reaction was that of rage. You know, because I'm so like calm and collected when these things happen. Like, <laughs> I never yeah. get, I never get just massively thrown out and upset. I understand that the Taker streak had to end at some point. Uh, I also understand that in the wrestling industry, when you go out, you go out on your back. You go out fighting, uh, and I do think at 49 that Mark Calloway has probably called time on his career. And I think he would have been at Raw last night to actually say goodbye to the fans if he hadn't been in hospital with neck injuries and a concussion from the match with Brock Lesnar. Uh, and I also do recall that back at the start of 2000s, 2001, he did say then that he wanted Lesnar to be the one to break the streak. Mm. Um, I Why think, is that? I don't know. Because he offered the Marcus, money. Lesnar was in WrestleMania 20 as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, Lesnar. And that was one of the most disappointing matches I've ever seen. Well, that was Lesnar versus Goldberg, Goldberg, and they were both they were both on their way out and yeah. couldn't care. So, it, it, in my opinion, like I said, my, my two pennies were this is that Brock Lesnar has basically fucked WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 30, in my opinion. That's, that's I think, where a lot of fans are angry. They're not angry about the streak ending. They're angry with the person who went yeah. the streak. Because when he left WWE to go to UFC, he said a lot of unkind things yeah. about wrestling. So he doesn't feel like he's one of us. Um, but the counter to that is, I don't think anybody else could have carried or, or have broad enough shoulders to deal with the abuse that comes with ending the streak. Because if you have Daniel Bryan, who was a massive babyface at the moment, he's hugely over. If he'd ended the streak, would he have had the strength of character to deal with the inevitable fallout from breaking the streak? Lesnar doesn't need to have the audience love him. In fact, he works better with the audience hating him. Mm. I still, I'm still not 100% sure it was the right decision. And I would think my personal preference would have been to have Kane end the streak. Have brother versus brother. They both want to retire. Have them go out in a no, in a no contest, mm. you know. Mm. That would have been how I'd have built it, um, maybe for next year, or Icon versus Legend, Streak, uh, Sting versus Taker. But they can still have that match now. They can have the match at WrestleMania Thirty One, and it not be a foregone conclusion that Taker wins it. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, but as always, as with every year, the best thing about WrestleMania is the post WrestleMania Monday Night Raw, and. Last night's was no exception. We had two NXT superstars step up to the main roster in Alexander Rusev got his first match, destroyed Zack Ryder in what's essentially a squash match, but he looks like a, a Samoan Joe. Okay. So he looks like a, a pretty agile big guy wrestler. And Paige stepped up from NXT as well to congratulate AJ Lee on defending her title. But AJ Lee sort of slapped and challenged into a fight midway through. Paige wins on her debut, wins the title. Awesome. So, and to be fair, Paige is the only female wrestler I would have liked to see AJ drop the title to. Because she can wrestle. 
AJ, AJ Lee and Page are probably the two best wrestlers in the industry at the moment. Especially in, well, in the WWE at the moment, maybe. Mm. So they will have a good feud that will be, able to be built around strong matches. Um, which is where I think WWE needs to focus now. They've kind of built up the tag team division again last year or so. But they need to get rid of the Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. Need to get rid of the Divas thing, and call it the Women's Championship again. Yeah. Because in the last yeah. two years, you've had Trish Stratus and Lita, both inducted into the Hall of Fame. And if you watch Lita's uh, acceptance speech at this year's ceremony, she talks about how when she was a kid, she made the decision to go to Mexico, one-way ticket, to learn the, to wrestle, to learn to wrestle mm-hmm. at a school which Lucha and it was all about drive to do that. I don't know any. Divas in the current roster, apart from possibly AJ Lee, who famously broke down in tears when she was a child and met met Lita at a signing, um, who have that same sort of drive. Two others possibly would be Tamina Snooker and Natalia, but they're both second gen stars, so it's in their family blood already. Mm. The rest of them are all picked from model agencies. Mm. They're all faces for, for a TV show. Well, Lita's at uh, Collectomania this year, isn't she? Amy yes. Dumas, yeah. But her story, her acceptance speech was pretty pretty interesting because I'd forgotten she was an ECW mm. and you can't afford to be a wallflower in ECW. God, You've no. got to get out there and actually fight. Mm. Um, and she tells us about how she broke her neck in a match mm. and how like the doctors were telling her all these things. But the one person she wanted to speak to was Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and how Stone Cold Steve Austin helped her get back back in the ring and back to back to wrestling again but yeah I think with Paige who is a 23 year old lass from Norwich she's got wrestling in the family as well and she's a fantastic fighter if you watch any the NXT stuff she's has some really good matches with stars who are now coming through so I think that division is going to get stronger over the next couple of years because to be honest it's been a joke yeah, well, so it has been long. for a long time yeah. since Trish Stratus and and then left, yeah. like again ten years ago, because at that point there were a couple of good women wrestlers. Yeah, it was Mickey James. She was pretty yeah. still. Uh, but then it was again a lot of window dressing, yeah. and that was it. Because uh, do you remember we watched a couple of them and we were like, there's a couple there who can actually wrestle, but the rest of them is just pointless. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tedious. Stacey Keeblers of the world. Yeah. Wrestling in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah, and, and dance competitions. Yeah. 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 But it was good to have that on Raw, because the Divas... It was, it was actually ironic that the Divas match at WrestleMania was actually quite good. They all got their spots. They all seemed to do a bit of wrestling. But it came on straight after the Taker's take streak had been broken. Right. And so the crowd were chanting, no one cares, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. Um, but AJ Lee defended it. Uh, the crowd got their big moment after months and months and months of being screwed over. Daniel Bryan won the title. Mm. So he beats Triple H in the opening match of the ceremony, gets uh, absolutely destroyed by Triple H post-match as revenge, and then comes back and beats Batista and Randy Orton in <laughs> Triple Threat match at the end. Nice. To it. I was disappointed that John Cena won. Not that I don't like John Cena, but he doesn't need a victory at WrestleMania. No. He's got so many victories in the bank, he can afford to take a loss and put over a star. And Bray Wyatt is phenomenal as a wrestler and also on the microphone. In terms of, if you think about all the skills you need to be a wrestler, Mike's skills is one of the top ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Wrestling, That's why the Miz is awesome, because his yeah. mic skills are second to none. Yeah. 
Uh, WrestleMania started with Hogan, Stone Cold and The Rock in the ring. And after looking at those three, you think there is no one on the current roster who has that sort of star, star mm-hmm. power. But there are a few who are close. Yeah. CM Punk, before he quit, was one of the best talkers on the microphone. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt believes his character so much. He is brilliant. And he is just a, 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 a cult leader, essentially. But he's great, and he could have done with the, with the win. And it would have been good to see Cena put him over. Because if Chris Jericho can put over Fandango, mm. in Fandango's debut match at WrestleMania 29, Cena can put over Bray Wyatt. Yeah, absolutely. But he didn't. There's some sort of uh, rumour about Hogan coming back. He's it? back. He's, he's back. He was, yeah. he was the host of WrestleMania. Mm. Oh, right. So I, think, I think there's, there's rumours of him taking up the general manager role for Raw. Mm. Um, he's in no condition to get back in the ring. Oh, though. God, no. <laughs> no. God, no. It hasn't been. It's been a long time. But it was great to see WrestleMania. That it actually felt like a much better WrestleMania than 29, um, apart from Taker losing the streak. Mm. But I can understand that all good things come to an end. I can understand why they did it, but again, Brock Lesnar, no, he was he was not the one who should have done it. No. And I was like, I, I will stand by my opinion that he's ruined two of the, the big WrestleManias for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about it. And I was like, surprisingly calm. And, it was, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm growing. See how I'm growing? <laughs> See how I'm developing as a person? See how I'm coming down? It's the therapy of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, well, I guess that's about us for the week, isn't it? It really is, isn't it? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we need to just intro the outro track, as it were. Intro what is, the outro. What is the track? Uh, well, I'm going to ask you that. Emma, do this one because you technically found them. Oh, tripod. This is tripod. Yeah. Hot girl. Oh. You sure? Okay, well, basically, we were at home just cooking dinner one day, and I had my Spotify on random radio play based on my list. And then I just heard Emma shout in from the kitchen, You've got to come and listen to this song. Please come and listen to this song. Please come. And the lyrics of it being, there's, there's a hot girl in the comic store. So, uh, yeah, listen to it, and it's, it's hilarious. It's a great tune. So the track is Hot Girl The by... track is called Hot Girl. The band are called Tripod. They're yeah. from Australia. They're uh, a trio of musicians who do comedy tracks. Uh, and, yeah, they're great. They've got at least six or seven albums out now, and, yeah, I've got in touch with the guys and went, you know, can we, can we use, use this? Hot Girl on the podcast? And like, yes, please, we want you to. Do, do it. So, yeah. So here it is for you. After uh, we do our outro, it'll be uh, Hot Girl by Tripod. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. That's all for this episode. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Adie. And I've been Emma. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. There was a hot girl in the comic shop And I didn't know what to do There was a hot girl in the comic shop She was looking at the Doctor Who There was an actual girl in the comic shop 
what am I meant to stay? I had to check to make sure that she wasn't just a human-sized cardboard display. My competition was a kid with pimples and a guy in a wheelchair. So I knew I had to act fast. There was a hot girl in the comic shop where I'd never seen a girl before. A kind of indie-looking girl in the comic shop, and she knew her way around the store. In my mind What would be a good pickup line Why had a hot girl just come in If the whole for Spider-Man Who would win I guess that Spider-Man's advantage Would be his webs And his manual dexterity But then again the whole endurance Is limitless And he's stronger than his body would be He's got the healing factor But the proportionate strength Ten minutes ago, there was a hot girl in the comic shop. Did anyone see her go? Had she come to the comic shop looking for love? I guess I'll never know.